Hi, my name is Leslie Koff, and this is the podcast, Breathing Out Stars. I saw this article this week, just released, about Vincent Van Gogh. There's new evidence, apparently, that he didn't kill himself, as originally thought, and it goes like this. The last painting that he painted was called Tree Roots. 130 years ago, he woke up in his room at the Auvergne-sur-Oise in France and went out, as he usually did, with a canvas in hand. That night, he returned to the inn with a fatal gunshot wound. He died two days later, on July 29, 1890. Scholars have long speculated about the sequence of events on the day of the shooting. Now, a researcher in France says that he's discovered a large piece of the puzzle. They figured out the precise location where he painted tree roots. The finding can help us better understand his last day. So it turns out that on the 500-meter walk between the forest and the boarding house where he spent his last 70 days, there is a small hill, and on the hill are trees with a huge, huge tangle of roots. Well, of course, these roots have been here, in this place for a couple of hundred of years. And one day this scholar was walking along and saw the tangle of roots and thought, oh my goodness, it matches the tree roots in the painting. Not only that, but the late July light at five o'clock in the afternoon, just in that place, matches the light in the painting. Why is this significant? Well, it's significant because it means At five o'clock in the afternoon, he was putting the finishing touches on the painting. It means that if it was five o'clock in the afternoon when he was putting the finishing touches on the painting, then his last day before he was shot, he was painting all day. That also means that he was in a great mood because he was only good and happy when he painted. So he wasn't depressed and suicidal. So this painting, Tree Roots, he also told his brother that he was going to paint this, Vincent Van Gogh's brother, and his brother received a beautiful note from him. And he said in this postcard, a lot of people have already seen it and recognized the subject, the motive of the tree roots. It was hidden in plain sight. His brother said, that he was painting a forest scene full of sun and life. And he wrote about this painting. Vincent van Gogh wrote about the painting. We are all at once rooted and frantically set into the earth. And yet we are also being half torn up by the storm. He made a a farewell note in colors They say that what happened to him is that he finished the painting and then he was drinking and got in a fight with a couple young men on the road 
and the young men shot him, and then he returned to the boarding house to die. But the most important part of the story is that he didn't take his own life because he was inspired by the tree roots. Again, fervently rooted in the earth and yet tossed about and torn up by the storm. Why do I love this story so much? First of all, I super love it because I love his work and I love that he was inspired on the last day of his vibrant life. I love it because his description of the of the roots that we are all a tangle of roots, we are all at once fervently rooted in the earth and also torn up by the storm to me is just it's just describes life to me. We are all a tangle of roots. We are not a straight line. Life is not a straight line. We cannot see what is below the soil. We don't know what we're growing into or what's coming next. We can't see what's about to emerge because it's all under the soil. We are like these the storms that toss the roots about while they're also rooted in earth. The storms don't happen to us. The storms happen for us because they they are violent, they are dramatic, but they bring us nourishment. They help us to see in the dark. There is this beautiful quote by the Native American man named Black Elk. It goes like this, the world you see is happier after the terror of the storm. You have noticed that truth comes into this world with two faces, one that is sad with suffering and the other laughs, but it is the same face, laughing or weeping as lightning illuminates the dark. In the epic story of creation, it's said that on the very first day, God, the divine, however, however you view the divine, separated light from dark. It's such a beautiful image. When you consider that the sun and the moon and the stars were not yet created until the fourth day, and then which light was being referenced, if you think about it that way, of course, of course, many scholars, thinkers, dreamers, pose that on that second day of creation, the divine light, the spiritual light, was separated from chaos, evil, despair, shadow. We are the tangle of roots and yet illuminated from the inside. Shadow happens when we turn our back on the light. Chaos, evil, despair happen when we cannot face the light. Some say that it takes courage to face the light. It takes humility to stand in the sun. Light fills one's senses. Light overflows. Light fills. I used to think, and, and sometimes actually I, I still do, that when you lie down under a tree and you see the light sparkling through the trees, filtered, that this sparkling light, that what it, it is really are teeny tiny holes punched in our reality through which we can see the divine. And this light is all that is real. And that we're just we're just the shadow on the other side. This also applies, incidentally, to sparkly reflections on the water, 
do on spider webs in the morning sun and of course lightning opening us up pinpricks through our facade of darkness through a pinhole camera through the pinholes in our world we we glimpse the divine or we're like magpies that collect sparkly things seeking to be closer to the magic there's one uh, contemporary thinker uh, he's a man who's no longer with us he actually walked on bloody sunday his name was abraham joshua heschel rabbi abraham joshua heschel he coined the term radical amazement radical amazement to describe i believe this way of thinking that everything around us and just beyond is fraught with magic overflowing with light he said on this subject uh, i'm quoting our goal should be to live life in radical amazement to get up in the morning and look at the world in a way that takes nothing for granted everything is phenomenal everything incredible never treat life casually to be spiritual is to be amazed unquote or how i referenced in another one of our episodes that when you're aware of the divine then every bush every bush is burning our interest in the stars ambitious if they're a challenge to explore scientific is it what they're comprised of we're comprised of the stuff of stars the same thing is it social is it that we're all alone in the universe are we not all alone who knows right or maybe we're just enchanted and and enwrapped at the possibility of being introduced to new kinds of light remember even in the light no one grows straight we're like oak trees we bend here and there because we have to adapt and change depending on where we can find light and water and nourishment we grow towards the light like all plants we have to turn a quarter a quarter way of the round every month just like our plants so that we aren't completely bent over in terms of where we are today with the world changing as it is and it certainly certainly is changing there's this super cool quote this is a time of sacred inner and outer dismantling it is vulnerable and full of potential think about it if we're caterpillars and we're going to become butterflies and right now we're in chrysalis and we're locked in and everything seems dark and we're melting down to become the next thing how does that feel how does it feel to be a caterpillar and you're melting down you don't know yet that you're going to be a butterfly it can't feel good to have your bones all melting together it doesn't feel good at all and if you're not feeling super great right now well congratulations because nobody is because it's a time of intense change we're like the tangle of tree roots still in the same place as we were hundreds of years ago being painted in the late afternoon light 
bringing nourishment so that other parts of us can go grow straight up. We're coming apart and we're being put together differently. We're twisted. We're oak trees. But remember, life is not a straight line. We cannot see what comes next because it's under the soil and we don't know what's about to grow and we're supposed to be a tangle. We're supposed to seek nourishment anywhere we can get it. Right now, we're, we're conserving our energy. We're waiting for the sun at five o'clock at the end of the day to, to enlighten us. We're underground. We're enchanted. We're waiting to be amazed. This is Leslie Koff. You're listening to Breathing Out Stars, and thank you for joining us.